As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Three, two, one, zero. Hello, welcome to... Episode 146, Independent Woman. Hey, Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Walsh. So, Katie, today we have a really cool guest, and the focus is all about being a woman and sort of being prepared financially. I loved talking to Kathy. I feel like as a woman, I 100% related to everything she was saying. I found a lot of value out of what she was telling us to do. And just encouraging women to be more financially minded because it's so important. And sadly, what our grandmothers and great grandmothers and the Disney Channel taught us is... We can't rely on men and we have to really start taking ownership and depending on ourselves. And I think that women have done a great job in moving that direction. But I feel like it's women either are there or women aren't there. There's no in between. You either find the woman that is with it or the woman that is not. Yeah. And Kathy sort of tries to bridge that gap and help teach women you know, like what they should be doing and things to consider. And she's got a a really cool story and they're doing really great things over there at her new company that she started up. Yeah, I found that really inspiring. I'm not going to give away what she's doing. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But I I just loved it. And I thought that there's a lot of value, especially for women, to listen to this. Yeah, I completely agree. So if you guys would like to join our Facebook group, you can head on over to chainofwealth.com slash group. We have an awesome community. It's quite active. We've got a lot of good questions. And, you know, like we would love to hear how you're doing financially, whether you're paying off debt, whether you're trying to save for your first house, whatever it is, come join the group, say hi, and let us know what you're up to. All right, Kate, are you ready to dive into today's episode? Yeah. Awesome. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Today we have Kathy Longo. She is a CFP, CAP, CDFA, and author of Flourish Financially Values, Transitions, and Big Conversations. Kathy is an expert in advising women about money challenges and believes too many women rely on their husbands for their financial planning. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So before the show, we were talking about how me and Dan 
just got engaged. And actually, last night we were talking about all kinds of this kind of stuff we're going to be talking about today. Um, so we have a bunch of questions that <laughs> hopefully other people can um, benefit from, but it is more of, I guess, selfishly we have questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So um, we were talking about prenups last night and we've talked about it before, like way back a long time ago when we were just dating. And last night when we were talking about it, like neither one of us have like millions of dollars that we need to, you know, be hiding. Well, I don't want to say hiding, <laughs> but um, protecting, protecting things from each other. Um, but we were also talking about in the case of, you know, Dennis's rich grandparents pass away or my rich uncle passes away, how that works. And we feel like we have a good relationship and we're not planning on getting a divorce down the line. But I wanted to know a little bit about your ideas on prenups and what your views are and any advice that you could have for people. Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And one that people don't often, you know, because it's a joyful moment, we're thinking about marriage, we're not necessarily thinking about what if we get divorced. And this, yeah, it's like the, a Debbie Downer. Question. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, start off the, the podcast with prenups. Uh, it, but it is good to be prepared. And I think that what happens in the prenup process, well, I know what happens in the prenup, prenup process is a disclosure of financial assets. So a prenup isn't for everyone, but the process of really disclosing the assets that each one of you have and a really good understanding of the debt that each one of you have and income and expenses and talking about money and money values is so important to that pre process of getting married and thinking about your finances together. Where the prenup could come in handy is the situations that you mentioned, which is, you know, there's not maybe these big amount of assets right now that you're worried about protecting, but what if something happens in the future? The prenup kind of takes care of that, that it um, would protect those assets, but there's other ways you can protect the assets. So when people receive inheritance, if they keep that in an account just in their name and they don't commingle it with the marital accounts, it can be a protected asset. The problem is that people don't always um, think that protectively when they receive an inheritance. They end up putting it in a joint account, um, using it for all sorts of marital purposes, and then all of a sudden it's now marital assets. That definitely makes sense. So I know that your speciality is more in sort of like women's finance and sort of protecting a woman and getting women prepared. So what would you say is one of the fundamental first steps that women can take towards building financial confidence? Yeah, so I think um, really for women, start making sure that they're in tune to their finances and understanding that, you know, I think start with the basics. So understanding your spending, understanding your income sources, um, building an emergency fund, um, starting to save early, making that part of the conversation, know your credit score. Um, and so having a good understanding of your own finances. And then as you start to look at be, being with a partner, making sure that you're still staying in tune to the finances. Because what I see sometimes, um, you know, even today that women may defer the financial decisions, whether it's because the in the relationship, they're getting busy and maybe the husband is taking over the finances, but they still have to be in tune to their finances. That makes sense. So last night 
Den and I were talking about just a little bit of like the uncomfortable feeling of, okay, now I'm joining all of my finances with somebody. And as a girl, it is a little bit, you know, my, I don't know how to say this. I don't want to say my guard is up, but I do know from like past relationships and seeing friends where things haven't worked out as well that it can be a little bit frightening as a girl to go into a relationship and now you're commingling all your money and everything. Do you have any advice for girls kind of like me who are who have been independent for most of their lives and now they're moving on and they're getting married or they're thinking about getting married or having kids with somebody? Do you have any advice for women in that part of their life. Yeah. And that independence is just so important to still have a sense of because you you don't need to lose the independence in, in a relationship. And so sometimes people ask me like, well, how do we set up the structure? Do we have to combine all finances or can I still have my, a separate credit card and maybe, you know, a separate checking account out there? And I think that that is okay. It's, there's no right or wrong system, but what is more important is having honesty and not having secret accounts in a relationship and having spending rules. Like we, I like to say is like, come up with some rules and it's unique to each couple. You know, maybe it's, you know, anything over 250 or over $500, you know, we, we get approval from the other person. And so there you've got some groundworks, but you still should have independence in some of your spending decisions. Okay. That definitely makes sense. So um, a lot of women tend to outlive their husbands. And like you mentioned earlier, if, if it is sort of a decision that they've taken to defer the decisions to their husbands, they may find themselves in a bit of an interesting position where, you know, they suddenly do have to manage their money. And um, I, I know like sort of reading your fact sheet, most women at some points in their lives will have to manage their money. So my question to you is, in, in what sort of financial area do you think women are least prepared when they would sometimes find themselves alone? Yeah, and, and I and that that is that key point is that women are living longer. Um, there could be a potential divorce. And we don't want to think about that with your good news right now, but you know, that's a potential. <laughs> and so these sudden events, um, you know, loss of a spouse, divorce, are really the most inopportune time to start to learn finances. It's already emotional and stressful and to have to, you know, start from picking up what are all of the, our finances and how do I gain control is really hard. So women really need to stay in tune to their finances on a periodic basis. I, you know, on an ongoing basis, I think is the healthiest. I, I really think that it's helpful for couples to set regular money meetings to sit down and have conversations, review review their assets, review their debts, review their income and spending, and come up with goals together. What are you working towards and what are you saving for? And if that's a part of the, just the general culture um, or the general relationship, it's going to be a lot easier to be able to take on some of the finances in the case of death or divorce. Okay. And so... We got connected because you have written a book called Flourish Financially Values Transitions and Big Conversations. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Um, so I, the book just came out in September. 
And it's really written to help people have the necessary but sometimes uncomfortable conversations around money. And this is conversations with their spouse, with their parents, uh, with their kids, and with their friends. I really want to break down the taboo that it's not okay to talk about money. And so to do that, it re- the book starts with really understanding your own values and history with money and how you've come to approach money in your life so that you're better prepared to start talking to another person about their money and their money values. And then the middle of the book is all about how to prepare for transitions, career, marriage, um, kids, um, death, divorce too, um, for, for some and it's approachable, lots of client client stories, and then my own stories, too. So I've had people say, wow, you've really been, you've put yourself out there in a vulnerable spot as I talk about my own challenges with money, um, with mine and my husband. I, I had him include his stories in there, too, because um, they often relate to us. And yeah, very approachable. It's one of a book that you wouldn't have, it's not People are surprised that it's not about the nitty gritty technical detail. It's about the personal side of money. That is so important because it is hard to talk about money with people. And I remember even when me and Den started talking about money, it was uncomfortable at first. And I've noticed with friends or coworkers who are, you know, more like a friend, people really shy away from that topic. They'll talk about anything else, but they don't want to talk about money. And it's such an important thing to talk about. And I wish that people were more open about it. Yeah, it it's so true. And it, it's because oftentimes money is rooted in, there's more emotions attached to it. It might be fear. It might be one where we use it as a control piece. Um, it might, it, it's just so much more emotional and a hard topic for people to talk about. And I think when you think about depending on the families we grew up with, they might have not given us that foundation on how to talk about money, and then we don't learn it in our school system. So where do we get this education and comfort level to start talking about money? Yeah, it's very true. And and I think like depending on the household that you grew up in as well, it can very much depend as to how you view things. And Sort of, Kate and I discussed this a um, couple of weeks ago as well. We were just saying that we do a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we were sort of saying that you know parents, for the most part, don't talk to their children about money, and it, it sort of makes it a topic that you feel is very secretive, and you know everyone's in their own boat and rowing their own race. And you know, I find very often like having. Gotten involved in Chain of Wealth, and a lot of people sort of see us as someone they can talk to about money, um, even complete strangers. The moment you start saying, "Oh, you know, we have a financial podcast," and yeah, we've we talked to people, people in the bar and, before about yeah. their loans. <laughs> 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 like, okay, well, this is totally normal. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is really interesting that people are so scared about talking about money, and they really shouldn't be. No. No. And I think that they're, you know, when they hear that, oh, here's a platform or an opportunity that somebody who is comfortable talking about money, they, they're like, wow, you know, I need to talk about it because probably it's like all stuck inside of them and it really needs to get out. Yeah. It's sort of like a burden (laughs) that they want to have someone they can talk to about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like it is safe. You can talk now. And it's like just word vomit all of a sudden like i have all this stuff i want to talk about and finally have somebody to talk to <laughs> very true chain is we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round 
Money Clan, if you're trying to build passive income, you should definitely be checking out a resource that we've recently created. It's chainofwealth.com slash passive dash income. This is a mega guide that's about 5,000 words. It's all about creating passive income and really teaches you everything you need to know to sort of get those passive income streams up and running. That's chainofwealth.com slash passive dash income. Okay, Kathy. So I know you said that you talk about this a little bit in your book, but I wanted to know what your plans are or the moves you're making in regards to either saving or retirement. You can talk about both or either. Yeah. You know, so I so I've been in the financial planning business for about 25 years now, and I've always made it a top priority to save like when I've had 401k plans. And so I started my own company about five years ago. And basically, like in year one, I already put a 401k plan so that we would have opportunities for both me and my employees. And so we have a team of five right now. And so I'm really focused on continuing to add to the 401k plan. I sold, I was an owner in another firm before, and so I sold my shares and then started my own firm. And that gave me a really great opportunity to um, invest in my retirement and get my kids' college funding mostly in place. Um, and so now what I'm focused on is building Flourish, which is my company, and investing a lot in my business, which is investing in the talent in our company. And I really want to create a company that allows for my team to become owners in the firm so that I think that business ownership can really be um, a retirement for people. So a long answer, but I'm re- the big piece right now is building flourish and creating opportunities for my retirement and for ownership opportunities, which would create retirement opportunities for my employees. That is incredible. I feel like that is a really unique approach to building your business. Yeah. I and I You don't that, hear about that often. Yeah. I, and that I I you know, I don't know that until I started I when I was an owner at the other firm, it was already established for twenty some years. So I didn't feel that early sense of like when you hire a team member um, and now you're responsible for their livelihood. And yet what a gift it is that you can create opportunities to improve their finances and their retirement plan too. Definitely. So Kathy, do you have any other books or podcasts that you could recommend for our listeners? Besides yours. <laughs> um, yes. Um, you know, so on the business side, I really love the book Traction. And I use that. I continue to revisit that book because it's all about setting the strategic plan for the business. And then on the podcast side, you know, I tend to pay attention to the financial space. So like... Um, Oh, Veronica Dagger with Secrets of Wealthy Women and Jean Chatsky, her money podcast, or Farnoosh Tarabi, So Money. And I like the Stacking Benjamins podcast, too. So I, I like that personal finance space in the podcast area. Okay. And so this is a bit of a loaded question. Do you have any parting piece of advice that just like with every conversation that you talk to, especially with the women, like one thing they need to know? Um, One thing they need to know is that money can be really fun. There's much more than spreadsheets and charts and investment return. It can be, it can be the, when you start to work in money, it can be the tool to enable all possibilities and it's much more approachable um, and not as scary as they may think. I can definitely relate to that because I want to say two years ago, 
when Chain of Oath was, you know, starting to form, I was terrified of checking the mail. Like, terrified. It used to be kind of like, I don't want to say an argument, but me more whining to go do it. Because I knew all that laid in there were all my bills and my debt, and it was just stressful. And now, the other day, uh, we checked the mail, and the only thing in there was one of my 403B accounts, and it just updating me on how much money was in there. So the, the fear and the terror, once you get over it, it, it can actually be fine. So I can, I'm, I appreciate the fact that you said that. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Money Clan, we've been hanging out with Kathy Longo. You can check out her website. It's flourishwealthmanagement.com and definitely check out her book as well. Kate, I really enjoyed our conversation with Kathy. I did too. I thought it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed talking to her. Yeah. So guys, if you haven't already, don't forget to join our Facebook group. It's chainofwealth.com slash group. And ladies, uh, I want to hear what you are doing for your financial future. Whether you are saving, investing, trying to pay off debt, come join our group. It's a lot of fun. We'll catch you on the flip side. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.